Hello and welcome back to the Simply Intuitive podcast. My name is Michelle Pilipich. I am a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer. I specialize in all things intuitive eating and health at every size, as well as realistic and sustainable health and wellness. So I am here to help you feel your best, be your healthiest without crazy rules, without anything that you won't be able to continue doing. So if that's your jam, then keep on listening. We've got a good chat coming up. So if you were here for the last episode, we talked about body image tips for summer. If you missed that, definitely go back and listen. I have five key tips for you to help improve your body image this summer season and really any season. Um, They are directed towards summer, but go give it a listen, even if it's not summer, when you are finding this. Um, Today, we're going to pivot a bit and talk about the world of fitness. And the topic is going to be fitness trackers, just all things about them. I would say I have kind of a love-hate relationship with them. There are certainly pros and cons, so we're going to dive into that so that you can have some information from an expert to help you decide, is the fitness tracker helpful or harmful for you specifically. So when I say fitness trackers, we're talking about like Apple watch, different running watches, the rings, the everything. They're all, um, what's the other one? Like a whoop strap. There are so many trackers and options out there now. It's kind of like information overload in a way. Um, so encompassing all of those specifically fitness. So the trackers that will measure your steps and miles and heart rate and calorie burn and all of that. There are a lot that are geared towards sleep, which I think is a little different, but also related. So we'll lump that in as well. Um, Anything that's giving you health data is really what we're going to be talking about. So let's start with a pro, right? We'll kick it off with some optimism. Um, One pro of these devices is they do give us a lot of information. It's pretty amazing when we think about just the amount of technology we have and the data we can have and the information. Like we as consumers, as individuals in charge of our own health have so much at our disposal. So it is really cool to be able to measure just how well you're sleeping, how much you're moving to get those reminders to move throughout the day. If movement is something you struggle with, I know the Apple watch specifically, and I'm not sure about other devices can remind you to stand up once an hour. And that's something that is pretty handy because if we think about the physical activity level of the average American, and again, well, not again, I haven't even said this once, but When I say average American, I am not talking about someone with a history of an eating disorder, someone with a history of overexercise, someone with disordered eating or a chronic dieter because, well, chronic dieter probably is more average, but when we hear about the standard American diet or the average American's health practices, that is not what we typically see on social media, for example, you know, wellness world and wellness culture and people promoting all of these fitness gadgets are not the average American. The average is, you know, when you think about the average of the entire country, it's someone who's not moving very much, not highly active. Most Americans are not um, eating primarily processed food, probably living in a food desert. That's much more common than we think. So 
average is not someone who is health and wellness informed, um, just to make that distinction. But yeah, so the average American is not moving very much. And so having those reminders to, hey, just stand up, take a lap around the floor of your building, take a lap around the block, just take a lap around the room um, once an hour is a good way to get your blood flowing, get your energy up, um, and just to make sure you're moving your body at least somewhat throughout the day. So it can be a helpful reminder, um, and it can just give you that data so that you know, oh, wait a minute, I haven't gotten up from this chair in an hour. Maybe I do need to, it can also just be a check-in of like, am I thirsty? Do I need to use a bathroom? Do I need to get up and do one of those things? So reminders and data can definitely be useful. And then on the flip side, the amount of data that we have is also kind of a negative because it can be information overload. Okay, so why is more information not necessarily positive? This feeling of information overload can become overwhelming very fast. And the more information you have, the more information you can obsess over. The more things you can try to perfect, you know, that is a very common thing I see with a lot of my clients, a lot of my group program members, um, feeling like you need to perfect X, Y, Z, your fitness routine, your nutrition, your, even your sleep, you know, all of these things. Um, oh my gosh, I, (laughs) my dog is sniffing the mic, so you might hear that. Um, the more information you have, the more you can be like forcing yourself into extreme behavior to try and get an extreme result when that's not what you need for your health. You know, like health is all about the big picture. I say this all the time related to nutrition. It's about the big picture. It's not the tiny minutia. Same thing with fitness. You know, it's about are you getting enough activity on the whole day to day, week to week, month to month, not are you doing the hardest workout you possibly can every day? And are you maximizing your calorie burn every single day? Because it's really about the patterns. So that information can just lead to more of those perfectionistic tendencies, which can be challenging. Um, Another pro, I only came up with two pros. So this is the second and last pro that I've come up with so far. We'll see if more thoughts pop into my head as we're, as we're chatting, as I'm chatting with myself here. Um, so the second positive is I do think fitness trackers can help you reach goals. And again, this is really dependent on how you take it, how you interpret it. So are you someone who does easily become kind of numbers, like fixated on the numbers, kind of obsessed with trying to make them quote unquote perfect or is it something that you use as guidance to reach the goals you want to reach? So, you know, for example, I have talked on Instagram and on some other podcasts about the fact that I ran a marathon last year. So, yeah, I was using my Apple Watch to track how far I was running, what my mileage was for the week. Am I on track to reach that goal of running a marathon? Because that was the goal that I had. So, In those situations, it can be useful to check in with yourself, check in with your plan overall and see, am I on track to hit the goal I want to hit? And 
you know, that's like with anything. If you have financial goals, you want to keep a budget and see, am I on track? So the other thing is, though, you also want to make sure you're approaching it with flexibility. So with the budget example, um, I use the app YNAB, you need a budget, and that's like one of their rules is to kind of go with the flow. So yes, you'll budget certain categories, and then maybe I spend more on eating out than I thought and less on, um, I don't know, dog food, and so I move some of the dog food money to the dining out category. And so same thing with your fitness. If you're tracking things and you see, okay, I'm actually a little bit off track. I was traveling this week. I didn't run as much as my plan had scheduled me for. So what am I going to do with that? And just looking at the big picture of like, am I still on track overall? So similar to the budget, like, am I still overall on track? Have I made too much of a dent where I like blew a thousand bucks on a designer handbag that I don't really need like you know did I get severely injured and skip a month of training and maybe I actually need to reevaluate my goal or is this more of a minor hiccup and when I look at the big picture yeah I am still on track I can recover so it can give you information just to see where you're at in reaching your goals and are those goals still realistic and achievable and that can be some useful guidance so that's another positive Um, the next negative is you can become numbers obsessed and that really ties into that information overload. Like the more you have, the more there is to obsess over. And it's especially easy with numbers because they're so concrete and objective. It's something that can become like a hyper fixation for a lot of people, especially thinking about your history. Are you someone who has counted calories with food and has that been triggering? And if you know that you tend to get really into the numbers, then maybe you don't want to be tracking calorie burn now on the flip side or mileage or steps or any of those. And if you have that very driven mindset of like needing to reach that goal, no matter what, that can be dangerous. And this is also about, you know, know thyself, Are you able to approach it with flexibility and recognize, okay, I have a goal of X number of steps, but if I don't meet it, that's okay. It's just an indicator that today wasn't the day. I was busy doing other things. I wasn't feeling my best. It's not the time that I'm going to be the most active I ever am. And that's okay because big picture, I'm still moving my body. You know, that is similar to um, just how you can use it for goals in general. But if you know that you are going to see that in an all or nothing way. Like, okay, here's my steps goal. I need to hit it every day. If I haven't hit it by the time I'm going to bed, then I have to go for a walk before I go to bed. You know, that becomes extreme. And then it's affecting your mental health. Then it's creating this obsession. obsession. Then it's affecting other parts of your wellness. You know, is it taking away from sleep and rest? Is it taking away from social time? You know, are you realizing... I haven't hit my steps or my calorie burns, so I need to go do a workout before I get dinner with my friends. Like that's going to hurt your relationships and that has a huge impact on your mental health. So everything is this ripple effect of really spreading into all the other facets of health because 
health is not just food and exercise. It's not just physical. It's mental, emotional, relational, so many things. So when you notice your thoughts about the numbers and like really forcing yourself to hit certain numbers affect those other aspects of health, that is a big red flag and a sign that maybe you want to take a break from the tracker. Um, Okay. So this third con is Apple Watch specific. And I don't know if things have changed from the last time I was aware of this feature, but this is such a major flaw in the Apple Watch. So if you have an Apple Watch, you know it gives you a calorie burn goal for the day. So I don't even know how they create the baseline goal, but it'll set a goal of, okay, you want to burn X calories throughout the day. And they're part of like your rings. So there are three different rings to close on the Apple Watch, the calorie burn, the active, the minutes active, and then the standing ring. So the goal for standing is to stand for, I think it's at least a minute every hour for 12 hours. I think that's what it is. Don't quote me on that, but something along those lines. And then it gives you a calorie burn goal. And then you also have the goal of 30 active minutes. So closing those rings means hitting all those goals. The calorie one specifically is so messed up because it'll set this goal of, okay, you want to burn X calories per day. And when you hit that, it like celebrates you or whatever. And then you also get feedback at the end of the week on how you've performed with all of these goals. So let's say my calorie goal was X, I hit it or exceeded it every day of the week, then the app will automatically give you a higher goal. Like, okay, you hit this every day. Clearly it was too easy. Let's make it harder. Let's increase your goal for max calorie burn. Um, And with any other goals, like sure, we can see the intention there. If you're lifting weights, okay, you lifted this weight for 10 reps every day. Like obviously you can do that. Maybe let's go a little heavier. You're probably capable of more. But with calorie burn... It doesn't make as much sense. It's not a useful goal, especially because, again, last I checked, there's no maximum. It doesn't max out. So somebody could be beating their goal every week and this silly little watch just keeps increasing the goal and suddenly your calorie burn goal is like more than what you can even eat in a day. And it's really setting you up for... I was going to say for failure, setting you up for an eating disorder, honestly, and for overexercise. So number one, in terms of calories, like those numbers are pretty arbitrary. It's impossible to have totally correct information. There's a level of inherent error with calorie measurement, no matter what. Food labels are not 100% correct. These trackers that are telling you what you're burning, they're not 100% correct. So you have to take it with a grain of salt to begin with. And then when you have this little machine just telling you to do more and more and more and more, no matter what, that's not taking into account a holistic picture of your health. How is this affecting your mentality? How is it affecting your time with other people, your time focused on school or your job or whatever else is going on in your life? And is it a realistic goal? You know, if you've learned about goal setting, you might've heard the term, the acronym SMART goals. You want your goals to be specific, measurable, what is it? Achievable, realistic, and time-bound. And is an 
a calorie burn amount that increases exponentially a realistic goal? Absolutely not. Like, no, we have physical limits. So that's a huge flaw. Um, I just don't think calorie burn is helpful to track ever. And this goes into the next point. Um, the other con of the fitness trackers are you can get caught up in this unrealistic goal setting. So when you see these metrics and just want to do more and more and beat them no matter what, it's not always painting a realistic picture. You know, we do have human physical limits. So can you just increase and increase and increase your goals? No, not always. It's not going to be necessarily healthy. And you can be setting these goals, these movement goals and activity goals for the sake of setting a goal without looking at what your overall health and lifestyle goals are. So, you know, backtracking, zooming out and looking at what do I actually want my life to look like as a healthy person is a helpful question to then guide the more specific intentions you have. So if you are looking at the output from your watch or tracker and saying, okay, I did, I ran X miles this week. I need to increase that next week. What does that take? That's going to take more time to run more miles. And if you're spending more time running more miles, you have less time for the other things. And at a certain point, you know, there's going to be some give and take. There are only 24 hours in a day. And so then when you're just adding more and more to these kind of arbitrary fitness milestones, what are you taking away from? Are you sleeping less? Are you socializing less? Are you relaxing less, you know, watching less TV or movies or reading books or things that are healthy for you in that holistic way of maintaining positive mental health, strong relationships, um, just enough rest to like physically repair your body and mentally and emotionally recharge. So looking at that is really important. Like, is this a goal for the sake of a goal or is this contributing to the overall picture of a healthy lifestyle that actually works for me? So that's another one. And then the last point here is that these trackers can encourage comparison comparison, that cliche is true. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is such a sticky thing. It can really creep up on you. I mean, I certainly am guilty of it, getting caught up in the comparison trap in a lot of different ways. And these fitness trackers make it so easy because most of the apps that coincide with them, if not all of them, I mean, I haven't used all these trackers, but the apps I have used, they do have an option to link and connect with other people who are using the same app. And then to see their data, to set challenges, to compete with one another. And it's encouraging you to see what other people are doing so that you'll want to do more. And, you know, friendly competition to improve your health. Is that helpful? Sure, it can be. It can be motivating if you and a friend do have the same goal and it's positive for both of you and you're holding each other accountable, but it's also not taking into account the full picture. Again, it's looking at the numbers and it's not looking at the person. So maybe you're competing for the most steps with a friend, but one day you're sick and you don't have the opportunity to walk a bunch of steps. And so then 
on the weekend when you're feeling better, you are walking a zillion miles instead of relaxing with your family and having quality time. So again, it's not that holistic picture. It's just looking at numbers and then competition, comparison, and using that negativity to motivate you, right? Because if your thought is, I have to do this so I'm not losing, or I have to do this so I'm better than someone else, so I'm winning, that's not a motivating mindset, right? Like, I don't want to lose. That negative framework doesn't motivate you. What motivates you is thinking about the positive, noticing the wins, noticing what feels good when you're doing the things you want to do. So, you know, the same way criticizing your body and hating your body isn't going to motivate you into change, but actually noticing how you feel when you're engaging in healthy behavior will motivate you into change. So the comparison, the looking at like, oh my gosh, I'm not as good as XYZ person isn't going to be that positive motivation you need. So what can you do instead? What are the positives that come from engaging in the behaviors you want to that can naturally motivate you? So those are some takeaways. Um, I know this is a very skewed and biased episode. I was hoping that I would have an equal amount of pros and cons, but I really only came up with those two pros for the fitness trackers. Um, If you have more positives, definitely let me know. If you agree or disagree with any of these positives or negatives, I would love to hear. So shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Pillipich Nutrition, and I'd love to chat about this um, as well as any questions you might have about it. Do you feel addicted to it? Do you need help letting go of them? Let me know. Send me a message. Let's chat about it there. Um, I hope you found this helpful and that it sparked some thoughts and maybe conversations with friends who you're competing with um, for a step count. You can kind of reevaluate together. That's all for this chat. I will see you in the next one.